0: You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam, I am your host. So, on today's episode, we are going to be diving into some more numbers and information that came out of the Sports Card Investors Virtual Summit, I guess you could call it. It was a collection of a bunch of different people within the industry who did interviews with him, um, I think early-ish in December, I think sec- first or second week of December. Now, he had Nicole Colombo on, who is the eBay general manager of trading cards and collectibles, and a episode probably last week, I talked about probably one of the biggest pieces of information that came out of that interview was the fact that they were eBay was making some specific changes to sports cards. So they were made the change to the way that you can ship low dollar cards. So I think it was the $20 was maybe the number that they used and they said no no graded cards, but they said that they're going to have a tracking option for some of these low value cards at like a low price where right now if you want tracking on a like hypothetically say you sell a card for five dollars if you want to send that card with tracking you're spending at least another 350 almost four dollars to add tracking to that now they're going to add a feature that's going to be in beta that they're going to roll out in january i believe is what they said about or the, the the feature is now going to offer tracking for cards that are much lower value and the cost of the, the cost of the tracking is going to be much lower so they're just rolling that out for sports cards too which i think is kind of interesting the beta because i realistically i don't know what else you really could do that with i mean maybe I, I i that's sports cards are really one of the only items i can think of on ebay that really would they you would need that specific Thing for So, I, like I said, I don't know if there's any other industries that need that, but that was one of the big pieces. The other big piece of information that Nicole Colombo talked about was she broke down the top four sports within cards that went up the most. So, beforehand, I sort of wish they had created a baseline because I think these numbers, although there was nothing that was super surprising in here, I would like to see what the what the beginning was, because, well, so actually, I'll, I'll, let me get into the numbers, and then we'll, and then I'll explain why I wish I could see a baseline here. So, we'll start at number four, football, 99% growth. So, basically, doubled in sales. Um, I think on there, I think they were using volume of cards sold. I don't think it was money that was being purchased and sold, so I think it was volume of cards. And then, Baseball came in at 101%, so another full double in the amount of increase. Now, here's where I'm not super surprised by this number, but I, actually, but I actually expected it to be a little bit higher. Soccer came in second with a 310% increase. So why I think I would have liked to seen a baseline, well, sorry, last number, basketball, 386%. Not really surprised there, basketball has been driving sports card market for the past two years. Seeing that type of growth in this past year makes a lot of sense i mean i 've seen it with some of the sales that i 've had uh, some of the money that i 've been that i've bought and sold with i 've seen i 've seen basketball basically running the card market at this at this current stage so one piece of information that I would have liked to have seen or would have liked to have seen them go over was what was the what were these how did these numbers look in 2019 and what was the baseline number that they were using for sales because i would be interested to see where these numbers break break down from like original um from the from the original number of sales or whatever how how these would rank because i think th- these statistics are important if you are looking for maybe a new market, like, maybe you can get into soccer. But, like, it's very similar to uh Sunday League Investors I think they put out, and I talked about this on the podcast, like, like probably in November at some point. I talked about the PSA numbers and total of PSA cards that were graded. And I forget who I was. I think it was the Card Talk pod where they were talking about some of the data that – uh was broken down on how many how many PSA cards were graded this year that were Zion and what the percentage was. I think the Zion and Jaw percentage of total basketball that was graded was something in like the fifty percent range, which makes I mean it makes sense because realistically a lot of the other stuff either has already been graded, but like and none of this stuff has been graded. None of the Zion Jaw stuff got graded until obviously until it came out. But I look at that and I say. Oh and then so sorry so re- reverting back to that the, that point there soccer was like fifth or sixth and it was like it was like like if baseball was i think like 3 million total graded cards i'm I'm not sure of the exact number i'm I'm uh, using an example i think of what it was soccer was in the like 50,000 range so you can see how saying soccer grew 300% is wild but it's not like it It's not like it went from, in this theory, I mean, let's use these specific numbers. Like, if we're looking at soccer compared to baseball here, I think the exact number was, so I looked up the chart really quickly because, so I was actually sort of wrong. Uh, Baseball, for total number of graded cards in PSA, was $16 Football was four point seven million, basketball was three point four million, hockey was one point four million, and then soccer was sixty four thousand. Which I saw someone's comment that said that some, some miscellaneous cards in PSA's pop reports would fall under the soccer category, uh, but like, like I, I think even even they said like if if you put that in there. It would only, I'm not sure where, what the exact number that they were pulling, but on their post it said that it brought it to 120,000. So, I mean, looking at those numbers, if, if, and I'm using these numbers as baselines for how many graded cards to compare it to kind of the growth of the market itself. So, and I, I know that the PSA numbers versus how many are selling on eBay aren't exactly a good comparison, but I just want to put into perspective that even though baseball was only a hundred percent, which hundred percent, it doubled in a year. So it's not only a hundred percent, but for soccer to go up 310%, like soccer may be going from, I'll, I'll use these numbers here. It may be going from a uh, hundred and twenty thousand. If you times that by three, it's only 360,000 total. Like, That's what happens when that number doubles. It goes from 120 to 360, where baseball doubling. If baseball is going to double, if we're using these numbers as an example, we're going from 16 million to 36 million. So you can see how there's still such a wide range. And yeah, maybe soccer closed the gap a little bit when it came to the pricing and and realistically, if I if I'm looking at this, I would say base, it, I, like I I don't it's not going to be. I I would say, I don't know if there, I don't know how you would look up an exact number of how many baseball cards sold in 2020 versus soccer, but I think these PSA numbers are fairly accurate when it comes to which sports I think are still the most popular. Now basketball, basketball going from uh going up almost 400%. That has, that's a more telling sign that I think basketball is doing much better than but basketball if you look at that number it it makes total sense but basketball is essentially going to in the next few years probably become almost as popular if not more popular than baseball. I think with with the amount of products and the history that baseball has, that's why I think baseball, it'll be hard to top them when it comes to popularity uh, in in each of these individual sports. Uh, but I think the way that basketball is coming out with so many different products and coming out, and baseball is too, but I would say Panini is really trying to, this past year they did at least, they really tried to come out with as many base rookie products as they could where I think Tops maybe came out with more Um, they came out with their regular base of products, but then they they focused more on coming out with collaborations to maybe try and grow the hobby uh, in different directions where maybe Panini tried to come out with a bunch and just keep using the IP and growing, which, I mean, who's to say really, we'll never know the total sales for each of these companies, and I think they were each successful in their own way, but from a consumer standpoint, like, I just look at, how basketball grew and are we ever going to see that type of growth in baseball? Like, yes, 100% growth for the, the, for the sales to double for baseball is phenomenal considering where I think we still are in, in this hobby. But I also think that like, and I know, like I said, I'm using this chart as an example, but like if we're comparing baseball to basketball in terms of total graded population, which doesn't translate 100% to sales, but I think it, I would say this is a fairly accurate graph. In this scenario, baseball, 16 million. Basketball, what 3.4 million. Baseball going up to 36 million. And then we saw basketball going from 3.4 to uh, roughly 13 or 14 million. So basketball essentially would have grown to what baseball was previous to this year so and it's the same thing in my opinion like so i did my final capstone project on i was analyzing some of the mlb and uh nba's revenue and in this past year so 2019 into 2020 the basketball made um 700 million dollars more than the previous year where baseball hadn't hadn't done something hadn't done those numbers since 2013 And each year, the the revenue went up, but like baseball never saw this saw the growth the way that basketball did, and I think I think it has to do with the sport. I think it has to do with a ton of things, and I kind of laid it out in that in in my paper like why I, I thought baseball was in some pretty big trouble, and even though they keep seeing this growth, I think that they're they're moving into a territory that is like very dangerous, in my opinion, where. They are not trying to like. I, I think there's going to be if baseball can't capture the younger audience in the next few years. I think there's going to be a very significant drop off in from in a one to two year window that makes it so that way baseball is in going to be in way because in way more trouble because right now the revenue is still increasing every year. So maybe it's not increasing at the percentage that they would like, but it's still increasing. And when you get to that large of a scale, I guess it's harder to it's harder to justify the increase. Where where like if you're going from I I don't I forget what the exact number was, but I think it was like I'm pretty sure it was like 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 let's just say 1.2 billion to uh 1.9 billion. Like it's hard to look at that and say well, well it went up 700 million dollars. Like isn't that a big deal? It's like Yes, but like from a business perspective when you get into these high numbers like that may not be good percentage-wise. And I think that kind of applies to these numbers from from Sports Card Investor where you know, you saw a 380% increase, but it only brought basket it brought basketball from the the 3.4 to like I said 13 or 14 million. Where baseball went from 16 to 32 million, so you can see how even though each of them increased, the b- baseball is at a place where there's so many, it has so much of the market share that to see it only increases 100 percent versus 380 percent, I think is telling of where potentially the sport is and where it's going to go, especially if we're if we're comparing baseball to football. Like, baseball and football essentially had the same amount of growth. Now, it's probably the same thing where football, football is probably around the same as basketball, if not a little bit less. So for it to double, that's really great for football. But for baseball, for it to only be that 100% and to see your competitor in basketball, which would be Panini, going up 386%, I think you got to look at that and you say, well, what what are we doing potentially wrong here? Is it the sport? Is it the products? Like what is it that – how can we fix this and increase more? Because like I've said, I think that this past year was – it's going to be looked back at as maybe – its I think it's like the, the gold rush of the – of, of from, from San Francisco. I've used this analogy in the past. I think people – are going to look back at the summer of 2019 probably as like the gold, the, the first initial gold rush where people went out there and they found the gold. Obviously later on, less and less people are finding the gold, but like, and then people will make, there's, I love the analogy. That's like, cause it's, it's the reason why you're seeing uh, like top loaders and uh, I don't know about penny sleeves, but I know like top loaders and card savers, the prices are increasing pretty significantly. And, you know the analogy that I've always heard is like the people that made the most money in the gold rush weren't the people that found the gold. It was the people that produced the shovels, and I think that's a very interesting analogy. And I think when you look at sports cards, it's maybe it's 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 not necessarily the people that are. And I don't, I don't know actually, this is the exact analogy that would work, but I think it's maybe one way to look at it. The people that got rich off of this gold rush and sports cards weren't the people that were buying and selling cards, which. The first round of people, yes, they they made a significant portion of money, but the, the rest of the crowd probably wasn't making as much money. But if someone were to, like you said, buy top loaders or make top loaders, I'm sure if, if another company had come along, that could have been a way to make a significant portion of money. So, I mean, I think these numbers are important to look at if you are in the sports card industry, and I think if you are – like a content creator or you are wanting to get into sports cards but you don't know which sport to start with like I think that these are oh damn I spelled baseball wrong in the in the tweet that's unfortunate oh well three s's in baseball that's definitely incorrect wait is it oh no there's only two oh but there should only be one whoops Okay, well, whatever. So, if you're looking at the tweet, know that baseball. I know it's spelt wrong, uh, which is unfortunate. Now, nothing you can do about it. Maybe I'll tweet out these numbers, but these had ugh, eleven likes, three quote tweets. So that's unfortunate. But either, but whatever. That's you know, we make mistakes. So that's pretty much all I've got for this topic. Um, it's exciting. It's it's cool to see the growth in the in the industry, and. You know, I'm excited for what 2021 has to hold. Uh, That's all I've got for today's episode, though. So I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for following on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, Thank you very much. I'll see you in the next episode.